welcome to the Friday the 13th edition of Y'all. I'm your host John Rawl. Hope you're doing well as we close out the week with our Friday the 13th edition of the show. Our first, we're making history, our first Friday the 13th Y'all episode. And we'll look back at the week on today's show. We'll take a glance around college sports as football conferences across the land are having media days mostly next week sec acc secs in atlanta acc is in charlotte we'll have a rewind later this hour with our two guys that cover the acc and sec we'll talk some college sports about those two subjects here on today's y'all show so stick around for all that goodness also this hour we're going to rewind to monday when we had a real interesting take with Jerry Short of Short Stories as he recalled a time that he climbed down deep in a cistern and helped save a woman's life. He went 20 feet down below the earth's surface and we brought him on because of what happened this week in Thailand as we were able to rescue, I say we, we all kind of felt like we were part of the story, able to rescue the 12 soccer kids who were trapped in that cave and even a southerner from South Carolina helped bring them out of that cave, we found out here on the Y'all Show this week. But Jerry is going to come on, and we'll have a rewind of our interview with him uh, to tell him about how he was able to help one person out many years ago. And that's in uh, a little later on this hour of Y'all. Plus, we'll go back also on Monday to a great interview we had with the business journalist from the Chattanooga Times Free Press newspaper talking about Chattanooga and we're going to have fun talking about some of the icons some of the business icons of Chattanooga all that is ahead here in hour one in hour two of today we'll kick it off with the free for y'all our montage montage of great songs to get you ready for the weekend we'll have our hashtag hullabaloo some fun stuff going on and I don't know how I missed it But there was a big national day yesterday, Thursday, and it slipped by me, and I am deeply sorry. I'll tell you all about it in an hour or two, and we'll wrap it up this week with our glance at the new movies coming out and what's going on in Major League Baseball and golf, both men and women's golf going on this weekend professionally. And from Dixie with Love, we'll send us out for the weekend here on the Y'all Show. 803-816-1170 is how you can reach us here on Y'all. Our Twitter account is at Y'all Show as we cover Southern news and events and opinion and politics. Next week on the show, we're going to preview the Alabama runoff primary coming up Tuesday. We'll have a look at that on Tuesday as a sitting congresswoman, uh, Congresswoman Roby, there in the Montgomery area, she's got a tough battle in a primary there. Now, President Trump's already come out in support of her, but she may have a very tough fight on Tuesday. And we'll preview that as we look at the Yellowhammer State, the latest southern state to have a primary here this summer. Now, more states are going to be diving into the primary madness. Tennessee, I know, is in early August. That's coming before you know it to the volunteer state where where they'll have their primaries. And then most southern states probably by now have already gone through the primary process and they're getting ready for the general election in November. But politics is one of the aspects here of the Y'all Show that we will carry as well as sports, music, entertainment, and much, much more. 
Emmett Till, whose 1955 killing in Mississippi, uh, the trial was held in Webb, Mississippi. He was killed in Money, Mississippi. His killing really helped spark the civil rights movement. Rosa Parks says that his death inspired her when she was on the bus in Montgomery. Well, this week it came out that the FBI is looking into the 1955 killing of the Chicago boy who came south in the 50s to be with family during the summer. He was 14 years old when he came down to the Mississippi Delta, and he was killed in a very gruesome way. He was taken out in the middle of the night, and then later his body was found in the muddy Tallahatchie River, weighted down with a cotton gin fan. His left eye was missing, and his right eye was dangling on his cheek. His mother, when his body got sent back to Chicago, refused to let the funeral home clean him up or, or do whatever they normally do. She put his body on display with an open casket, and it was absolutely grotesque. And Jet Magazine, I think it was, put pictures of the body of Till in their magazine, and it was really a, a spark that helped set off the civil rights movement. Well, this all happened because Carolyn Bryant said back in the 50s that that Till made an advance on her. She was a white woman there in Mississippi, and she said that he made an advance on her, and, and that's why the murder evidently, uh, although the people that were charged originally were not found guilty, and they were let off with no no guilty verdict back in the 50s. It's come out in the last year that Bryant, Carolyn Bryant, said that that her husband did kill him and that 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 also that Till never made an advance on her. So the FBI, FBI is investigating this. It's going to be a developing story. But once again, Emmett Till back in the news as authorities are looking into his murder in 1955 now, 63 years later. And again, a, a spark of the civil rights movement. As we said, in Alabama next week, they're going to have a runoff for various races in the primary politics. Bobby Bright and Martha Roby will be scoring off in the U.S. House of Representatives District 2 Republican side of things. And that's going on. Also, a lieutenant governor's race in the Republican side between Twinkle Andrus Kavanaugh and Will Ainsworth. Twinkle, what a name. Also, Attorney General for the state of Alabama, Republican side, Steve Marshall and Troy King going up against each other. So Alabama will have a runoff on Tuesday. We'll tell you all about it next week on the program. Speaking of the Yellowhammer State, this is a good news for Birmingham. As today in Birmingham, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, the HBCU Conference of Teams Across the South, they're having their media days to get things going on the college football front. And that's today. Well, it's been announced that the SWAC Football Championship will once again come back to Birmingham and be played at Legion Field. This was a championship that's been in Houston and in, I think in Atlanta, too, in the last few years. But it's coming back. It'll be in Birmingham at Legion Field on December 1st. The SWAC, unlike any other FCS conference, has divisions, and they play a championship game, and the winner of the SWAC moves on to the 
Celebration Bowl, I believe it's what it's called, where they play the MEAC champion just before all the other bowl games start going. So they don't go play for the FCS National Championship, even if they're the best team in FCS. They they have what they call, I think, the Black College National Championship between the SWAC and the MEAC. But the game now going to be played back in Birmingham, and also the SWAC men's and women's basketball tournament will be played at Bill Harris Arena at the Birmingham Crossplex March 13th through 16th of 2019. So SWAC men's and women's basketball plus football coming back to the Magic City where they've had a history of playing in Birmingham. Every year, Alabama State plays Alabama A&M in Birmingham, and it is a major draw to Legion Field. In North Carolina, Cary. Have you been to Cary lately? Well, you better be careful if you go to Cary, North Carolina, because the town has found a creative way to fight the war on opioids. They're using robots to test people's, I don't like saying this word, but that's what's written out here. They're using robots to test people's poop. (laughs) And evidently the robots can go in and, and, and check and they can determine if any kind of opioid is in the sewage water. And by that, they can look further into it There were 33,000 opioid-related deaths in 2016 in the United States, a true problem that this country is having, and Cary is looking to try to solve it. Cary Town Manager Sean Stegall said, If we have a problem, there was a 70% increase in overdoses last year. Then the problem is very significant in this country. We feel we can play a leadership role in that. So robots, poop, and Cary, North Carolina, be careful. Need to learn more about what's going on there in Cary with that. And again, you may want to steer clear of Cary if you don't want to get busted with opioids and and a robot is likely to to do the, the busting. Also in the Tar Hill State, a cruise line is going to help create up to 200 jobs in North Carolina. The Winston-Salem Journal reports that Norwegian Cruise Line is creating a work-from-home agent cluster which will create these jobs, and it will have entry-level positions and be the first point of contact for guests and travel agents looking to arrange vacations on the cruise line. It is the first time Norwegian Cruise Line has expanded its at-home agent program outside of Arizona and Florida. The hiring process is expected to begin next week and can take up to 18 months, so around 200 North Carolinians getting a chance to work at home for Norwegian cruise lines i think i'd rather work for norwegian cruise lines not at home but on the deep blue sea that's always been i don't know if i like cruises i've really only been on one but i didn't like it that much but if i weren't getting paid and it was a cruise line more like the love boat yeah probably probably a little bit more fun in winchester virginia a three-year-old girl has been hailed a hero for using facetime Love our FaceTime. She used FaceLine to FaceTime to call her mother after her father suffered a stroke last week. On July 4th, Trevor McCabe was home with his daughter Molly, and McCabe heard a loud humming noise in his ears and felt like he was going to lose his balance. His wife, Devin, says moments later he was on the ground and felt like he was dying. But that's when the three-year-old stepped in, and she not yet learning the alphabet, used FaceTime's feature on her father's iPhone to call her mom. 
and Devin, an ICU nurse, missed the call at first, but when another call on FaceTime came through, she got the call and could see it was her three-year-old daughter in tears, and they were able to save a life, all because of FaceTime and a three-year-old. It is rather amazing what kids can do with these smartphones. I have a, a young child, I'm sure many of you have a youngster or grandchildren around, and it really doesn't take much for them to be able to get up and, and learn the iPad, iPhone. My son has his own. He's eight years old. He's got his own iPad. And I'll tell you what, it's pretty neat. It is pretty neat to be able to just communicate with them one-on-one -on -one with that. Now, they don't need to let it take over their lives like it does to adults. <laughs> of course, we use iPads and, and laptops and smartphones on this show to communicate with y'all. And not just the show, but y'all as in y'all. So I can't pick on on this technology too much. But yes, great news as this young Virginia girl uses FaceTime from Apple to help save her father's life after he suffers a stroke. Good job, young Virginian. Now, on the opposite end of the youth spectrum, a 12-year-old Kentucky girl tried to kill her four-year-old stepbrother because she believed her mother loved the boy more. Yes, this happened in Christian County in Kentucky, in the town of Oak Grove. The report said the mother was looking through the girl's Skype messages and saw that she told someone she was going to poison the younger child with a cleaning project, product. Rather, Obviously, these are minors. We're not releasing any kind of names, but the girl's been taken to a hospital for evaluation. But yes, it's sometimes a major hurdle when you've got step brothers, stepsisters, and jealousy. You probably have that even if they're not a step. If they're your full-blooded brother, sister, there's jealousy. And, and, and this is a case of a 12-year-old being quite jealous of a four-year-old stepbrother. Hopefully they'll get it worked out. Don't wish any more confusion for the kids and the whole family on that one. The state of Georgia says that gang activity could be getting worse. That's according to officials in the Peach State. Law enforcement officials say that Georgia has a gang crisis. The FBI says criminal street gangs are responsible for an average of 48% of violent crimes in a majority of jurisdictions and up to 90% in others. The president of the Georgia Gang Investigators Association says that They've conducted a statewide survey, and it shows that there are over 71,000 gang members or associates across Georgia. That is a large number, and of course, Georgia's got gangs. Every southern state has gangs, and the problem with gangs could be gang activity, which causes many different facets of problems. And We hope that gang activity slows down and isn't as bad as it could be. But yes, Georgia says that the problem is getting worse with gang activity. A woman has filed a lawsuit in the Memphis area because she was called Aunt Jemima by her dermatologist. She said the dermatologist used the racially charged name in the exam room. Lexi Carter said she couldn't believe it when her doctor called her that word. And she's filed a civil action by her attorney and it's asking for an apology and money. She says, quote, this was very devastating thing 
the attorney says this was a very devastating thing to her and part of the issue is that it was taken so lightly by the doctor and when given the opportunity to sort of make it better at least in the beginning he didn't do so and that's according to Carter's attorney Van Turner Carter went to her dermatologist Dr. James Turner last year when she says he called her a racially charged name hmm. <laughs> and Jemima not a nice thing to say doctor or anyone out there but i do like aunt jemima pancakes I, I still think they have the best pancake mix but yes this woman wants an apology and a little money doesn't say how much but certainly probably enough to pay for more than a couple of servings of pancakes as she wants an apology that's not a nice not very southern of that doctor to pick on his patients even if he was kidding eh, you don't want to you don't want to be doing that okay all right, we, we all got to be nice to each other. Back to the state of Georgia now. The Port of Savannah made national news this week. Well, if you consider Jeopardy national news, there was a Jeopardy question Tuesday night where the question from Alex Trebek was, as governor of Georgia starting in 2011, Nathan Deal has worked on a major expansion of this port. And the answer is... The Port of Savannah. <laughs> De Neil, Governor Deal tweeted about the Jeopardy question on Wednesday saying, I heard a familiar name during last night's episode. And that's uh, pretty funny. What is the Port of Savannah is the answer. Actually, technically, if you want to get technical about Jeopardy. I don't, I don't watch Jeopardy that much, but it is a pretty neat show. And, and he often has trivia from the South on there. By the way, the Port of Savannah had a roughly $85 million expansion project that's on track to be finished so if you know anything about coastal georgia really not too many options for ports as its coastline most of it i think is protected but there are uh, port of georgia the port there in savannah and that may be the only really deep water port that i'm aware of and of course the savannah river meanders on up toward augusta georgia straddling the south carolina georgia line but good job georgia getting the Port of Savannah on Jeopardy this week. Did you see the recent video of a young man in the San Antonio area having his Make America Great Again hat taken away from him? There was a viral video at the Whataburger where this happened. And, well, this video caught the eye of President Trump, and his son, Donald Trump Jr., got a Make America Great Again hat signed by his father. And even though the father is currently out of the country, this hat was sent to San Antonio, and 16-year-old Hunter Richard got the hat this week and is very thankful for the signed hat by the president. As a 30-year-old man, Kino Jimenez, was arrested and charged with theft after he took the hat off of Richard's head. So a, a good story there for the young man who had his hat taken, but in the end, the president of the United States decides to sign one, and his son, Donald Trump Jr., Sends it on to San Antonio. Pretty good story. Now, not as good as this story. My hometown is Lexington, South Carolina, about 12 miles west of Columbia. Proud to be from there. My family's lived in Lexington and the Lexington County area since the Revolutionary War. In fact, I'm the first, and I'm first person in 200 plus years that's really not lived in Lexington during my adult life. All of my grandfathers before have, have pretty much stayed in the county, stayed in the city of Lexington and such. And 
hear this, I don't think I have any inbreeding in my family. That's hard to do when you've been in a county that long. But I could be wrong. Don't don't give me a, an Ancestry.com kit or whatever it is. I'm not ready to, to, to have my theory des- destroyed here. But in my hometown of Lexington, I knew about Mr. Raymond Kaufman. He ran the big bank, the Lexington State Bank, which ended up selling and becoming BB&T at one point. But he was the bank president, and he had a brother. I knew that. The name Hamp Kaufman. His real name's Hampton. I had no idea that these two men were twins. And guess what? They're 91 years old. They're still twins, and they're still inseparable. They've been together their entire life, including when they served in World War II. Now, I said that Raymond was the head of the bank. Well, his brother had the red and white grocery store that I used to go to. My brother was a cashier there at Hamp's Red and White. Yeah, small world, huh? But these two gentlemen in in South Carolina are still very close. And like I said, they've been together 91 years strong. And they are just, 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 I mean, I don't have that kind of relationship with my siblings. And I doubt some of you do too. They were drafted in 1945 and deployed to Shanghai during World War II, but both worked in the signal center, transcoding messages in Morse code. How about that? So even in war, these two twin brothers, Hemp and Raymond Kaufman, have been together for 91 years. Wow, what a story. Now that's the kind of stuff we like to spotlight here on the Y'all Show. Kudos to the Kaufmans. We will take a time out here on Y'all. When we come back, we'll start taking a look back at the week. Up first, we'll look at the college sports scene as both the ACC and SEC are having media days this week. We'll tell you about that, plus any other news and notes that we can squeeze in before we get out of here on the college front. And we'll also, at the end of this hour, look back at some great interviews we did on the Monday edition of Y'all. You're listening to Y'all with John Rawl. Ah, the sounds of summer. And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I'm as happy as a clam. Disclaimer, GEICO cannot guarantee you will be, quote, as happy as a clam, unquote. The GEICO legal team cannot accurately verify clams even experience the complex human emotional state known as happiness. As an invertebrate mollusk living half submerged on the ocean floor with no arms, legs, or wireless access, what's there to be happy about? A clam's all like, oh, I'm so happy I didn't get turned into New England clam chowder today. Pronounced regionally as chowder, chowder. Oh, that's so fun to say. What were we talking about again? GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Back on the Friday 13th, y'all with John Rawl at y'all show on Twitter. And this is the show all about Dixie. And we're glad to be here as we wrap it up here on a Friday. Well, college sports is something we love to talk about here on the y'all show. And of course, college football mostly gets going on Labor Day weekend. And we're not that far away from that. But 
Next week is when both the SEC and the Atlantic Coast Conference have their media days. And right now, we're going to go to Jonathan Leifheit. He covers the ACC for 247sports.com, and he was our guest on the Wednesday, y'all. And Jonathan's going to talk a little bit about the media days for the conference there as they're having that in Charlotte, but also other news and notes from the ACC. Here's Jonathan Leifheit now on the Y'all Show. And it's going to be on Wednesday and Thursday of next week. Uh, Wednesday, they'll have the uh, the coastal coaches, and, and on Thursday, they'll have the uh, um, Atlantic the Atlantic coaches. Okay. Yeah. And so is there going to be a time where all coaches there are there the same evening or day or i believe whatever. wednesday night they'll all be there okay. um but i'm not sure that i'm not sure that they'll have availability and there's a there's usually like a uh haven't gotten the final schedule yet but they usually have some kind of a kind of a reception or whatnot that you'll see some of them uh at uh, on one night they've kind of been changing the schedule up in recent years it used to be that you'd have all of them there and they'd have a dinner um, last year they kind of changed that up and I think this year they're, they're even making some more changes to it. So we'll kind of haven't really seen the schedule yet, but we'll see how, how it goes. Now for someone like you in the media, Jonathan, do you like the current schedule? Does it help you get a lot accomplished or is it really not even that big of an event for you? Well, it's gotten to be less of an event because, you know, we used to have, um, you really used to be able to go and sit down with the coaches and ask, you know, most of the questions that you wanted to ask, you'd be sitting there right next to them, be able to have a good conversation with them. Um, these days, it's it's really more, uh, you know, a bunch of guys sit, kind of sitting up at the microphone and waiting for for questions to come out. So you don't get kind of that one-on-one that you used to get. Um, but you know, I kind of understand why they're why they're doing what they're doing. Mr. Jonathan Leifheit of 247sports.com sharing his ACC insight with us on y'all. Well, the SEC gets it going at their media days starting Monday in Atlanta. A change is they're not going to be doing it this year in Hoover, Alabama at the shopping mall there. They're going to be moving it to the College Football Hall of Fame. And I had a chance on the Thursday, y'all, to kind of break down both the appearance schedule for the SEC and some of the players heading to Atlanta for the media days. Here is that because they don't really get going until lunchtime when Commissioner Greg Sankey comes to the podium and gives his opening address. Remember, this is a four-day event in Atlanta SEC Media Days. Sankey on Monday, he'll be joined by Texas A&M's head coach after that. Kentucky and LSU are in the afternoon on Monday. So three SEC schools are going to the podium on Monday to be featured. Now, if you hang tight, I'll tell you the players that are going to be joining their head coaches, at least some of the players, after I rattle through the schools here first, then I'll get to specific some of the, some of the specific players so you'll pay attention to that. Tuesday, the schools featured in the morning will be Georgia and Ole Miss in the afternoon, Arkansas and Team, Tim Tebow's Florida Gators on Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, Mississippi State and Tennessee in the morning, in the afternoon, Alabama and Missouri. And then finally, on the last day, Thursday, July 19th, in the SEC Media Days, the it's going to kind of be all together. It won't be just morning only or afternoon only. It kind of will go into lunchtime. Auburn, Vanderbilt, South Carolina will pull up the rear on the 2018 SEC Media Days. 
Those are your schools. Now, you want to know who the players are going to be down in Atlanta or over in Atlanta, wherever you might be, for SEC Media Days? Well, I'll tell you a few of the players now on the Y'all Show that just got announced Wednesday who who's going to Hotlanta for SEC Media Days. Linebacker Josh Allen will be amongst the trio of Kentucky players on Monday. LSU is going to have Rashard Lawrence, a defensive end, and running back or linebacker Devin White will be for the Bayou Bengals on Monday. Texas A&M is going to have defensive lineman Kinsley Keek and offensive lineman Eric McCoy present on Monday. Moving over to Tuesday, the Razorbacks will have linebacker Dre Greenlaw and defensive back Santos Ramirez amongst three players at Atlanta. The Gators will have linebacker David Reese, offensive lineman Martez Ivey, and defensive lineman C.C. Jefferson. Their three players represented Tuesday. Georgia will have defensive back J.R. Reed there along with two others. Ole Miss will have center Sean Rawlings and defensive tackle Josiah Coatney in Atlanta. One, two of the three players there for Matt Luke's team. Alabama on Wednesday, running back Damian Harris and offensive lineman Ross Pierschbacher. Also linebacker Anthony Jennings will be in Atlanta. Mississippi State, good to see this guy back in the spotlight. Nick Fitzgerald, he was injured in the Egg Bowl. And Mississippi State lost that game to their rival in Oxford in November. But Nick, Nick Fitzgerald, he's a Georgia native, so he'll be coming up from down on the coast of Georgia where he's from, I assume. And he'll be in Atlanta on Wednesday for the Bulldogs' spot at the mic. And he'll be joined by defensive back Mark McLaurin for MSU and their new head coach, Moorhead. Missouri will have Drew Locke, one of the heralded quarterbacks of the SEC this year. He'll be one of three Tigers there in Atlanta on Wednesday. The Tennessee Vols will have tight end Eli Wolf and Kyle Phillips, who's a defensive lineman for UT. They'll be there Wednesday. Moving to Thursday, the final day, Auburn and quarterback Jarrett Stidham will be there. He had a wonderful 2017, and he'll be one of three Albies present on Thursday. South Carolina's junior quarterback Jake Bentley will head to Atlanta for SEC media days, and he'll be joined by a guy who had a big season until he got an injury last year for the Chickens, wide receiver Debo Samuel. He'll be in Atlanta for SEC media days. And finally, for the Commodores, they'll have quarterback Kyle Shermer, one of three players for Vanderbilt in Atlanta at SEC media days. Again, starting Monday, going through Thursday, and when we're able to, we'll give you audio from players really throughout the week and coaches. So I know we normally feature SEC talk in a big way on Thursday. Well, next week, because how big of a deal SEC media days, it's the unofficial start to college football. We'll try to mix in some audio as we get it. All right, I think we got you ready for Media Days 2018. It should be a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of the SEC audio clips on next week's y'all. So as you go through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of next week on this show, we'll have some good stuff coming from Atlanta as different coaches and players are going to step up to the mic and answer questions and share their thoughts about their team as we are not that far from when toe meets leather. We'll call the timeout again on the Y'all Show. Speaking of football, we love our timeouts. I think we got like two left here in today's show, so I'm going to hold on to them. 
But on the other side of the timeout, we're going to have a Rewind Monday show where we had the business writer for the Chattanooga Times Free Press stop by and give us some wonderful information about what's going on in the Lookout City business-wise. And also we had some fun talking about two iconic Chattanooga businesses. That's coming up. You don't want to miss it. And we'll have Jerry Short, a Rewind to Monday's Short Stories with Jerry. And he talks about how he once he went down in a cistern, if you know what a cistern is, and helped save a woman who fell roughly 20 feet. And he rappelled down and, and brought her back up. Talk about some kahunas. Jerry Short's going to stop by, and we'll have a little bit of the interview we have with him on Monday right here on the Friday, y'all. So don't go anywhere. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than $0.02 cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1919 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1919. What do you hear? Most people just hear an engine. We hear a 6.2 liter Hemi V8 with a supercharger that accelerates so fast, it'll suck the air out of your lungs and knock you back in your seat like you're an astronaut in a rocket ship hurtling through the stratosphere. But then again, we're not most people. We're the brotherhood of muscle. Dodge. Domestic. Not domesticated. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Hi, Tom Bodette, coming to you from one of those open offices. They're designed to make it easier to share ideas and, apparently, the details of Cody the intern's love life. So if you're looking for some space to call your own, try Motel 6. They have the low prices you've come to expect, plus the peace and quiet you so desperately crave. I'm Tom Bodette from Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. And Cody, you can do better. Book online at motel6.com. Hey, this is Shaq. When I was playing ball, our team doctors helped me overcome pain with something called TENS therapy. And Icy Hot Smart Relief is that same kind of therapy. You just push a button and whoosh. Smart Relief sends waves of relaxing pulses that immediately start blocking pain. Back, hip, knee, or shoulder pain. Even works for hours after you turn it off. Man, this Smart Relief so smart, they should call it Shaq Relief. Ooh, I like that one. Somebody write that down for me. Turn on Smart Relief and turn off pain. Get my lawyer on the phone. You need to patent that. Use only as directed. Welcome back to y'all, the show all about Dixie. John Rawl with you here at y'all show on Twitter. 803-816-1170 is our phone number. And you can call or text 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We want to hear from y'all, okay? Well, on the show on Fridays, oftentimes we kind of rewind to some of the interviews we did earlier in the week. And we're going to rewind in a big way back to Monday of this week when we had two stellar interviews on the y'all show. Jerry Short, our short stories guy, the teller of tales from Takapola. He actually relayed a story that is absolutely true 
where roughly 38 years ago, Jerry went down a cistern, an old abandoned cistern, and helped save a woman. He did what no one else was willing to do, and he saved her life. And he's here to tell us all about it. You can you can tell when you repel out of a helicopter or whatever you might, might repel out over down a mountain or just out in the open off or something. You know, that dang sea clamp will get, it'll get red glowing hot if you turn it loose where you're really flying. You know, usually helicopter you don't do but about 100 feet. So, anyway, I was I was a little familiar with it. I wasn't, wasn't the greatest repeller in the world, but I was enough to get by. And uh, <clears throat> so as uh, I got her coming up and we got high enough and I almost lost it, and, but I got a grip again and we got her right there where they was able to pull her on out. And they pulled her out and laid her down and the ambulance came about the time I I cleared the hole. Well, I, I knew the people at the hardware store, so I just left their rope there, and I, I kind of uh, cut a trail between the uh, between the between the courthouse and that house. It was, it was a house next to the courthouse. It was one of those old pre-Civil War days at homes. And uh, I got in my Jeep, and, and I left town. But uh, uh, the news person... And I don't know if she was there then or not, but you may be familiar with Hoda Cogby. Yes, from NBC's uh, Today Show. Yeah, she started in Greenwood. Really? Greenwood, and, uh, Mississippi. Yeah, she started there. It might have been a year before she started, because she came to my house to do an interview for a Miss Teen USA that was a friend with my daughter mm-hmm. in 87, so... I don't think Hoda was there then, but Hoda was, she worked at that radio station. And TV station. And, mm, I mean, TV station. That was her first job and uh, uh, first uh, paying job. I think, you know, uh, if you're familiar with uh, Ole Miss football, uh, Stan Sandroni was the manager then, and he hired her, as a matter of fact. Uh, gave her her first job. And she brought and him I, to New York years you, later. She brought him, that's right, you're right. You're, to, to thank him for giving her her uh, first gig. And unfortunately, then, uh, Stan Sandroni, a friend of both yours, and I knew him as well, he passed away about five years ago. But, I know, we lost Stan. He just he had a heart attack, and that was it. But for a long time, and, he was uh, the guy on the sidelines. So he was the, a sideline reporter. For Rebel and, Football. Uh, you were trying to dodge Hoda or whoever the Hoda I'm dodging copy. a little bit. I'm trying to dodge the punchline. Okay. But I guess you can only dodge it so long, huh? And so I I think I may have mentioned one time before working in the woods all the time that um, um, my wife would check me for ticks. Well, you, let's, let's not forget, you came up out of the cistern with this lady you saved her life. We'll go ahead and say it. I don't know how yeah. she didn't drown. You said there was only a foot and a half of water, but that's well, enough to drown if you are unconscious. Well, her head was laying kind of on some bricks that had fell from the side of the cistern. Okay. It was bricked all the way down, all the way around, mm-hmm. and then all the way back to where it was to the top. Say so the main opening probably wasn't a diameter of four feet, and the bottom was probably ten feet. So the, the top had been bricked all the way around and down in. I don't know how they did that kind of brickwork and did that good stuff back in those days, but I think they used those cisterns mostly for water to use, not drink, because it couldn't have been sanitary, you know. So I know when they started filling them up, 
they just throw junk or anything in the house till you finally fill them up when people I was could use them. Ask you, Jerry, what what is the difference between a cistern and a well? Well, a cistern was mo- mostly something that catches rainwater. Okay. And uh, a lot of people down in Louisiana, they, they, they didn't dig them in the ground, but they had beside their house, and they would catch the rainwater on the roof, and the water would run down the drain and then run into the cistern, which I still call it a cistern, even though it was more, looked more like a water tank up about four feet off the ground, you know. But they, they caught their water that way, and, and people in the hill country, they could catch their water that uh, running off of a house and run the pipe to the cistern and keep the cistern full of water that you could throw a bucket in and use for odd chores and other things like that around the, around the house, the farm or the garden or whatever, you know. So that's and then if a well, obviously, you know, and that kind of brings me to mind. I'm not going to get off of the punchline, but we, we on our farm, my daddy's farm in Taco Polo, uh, we must have had a heck of a good aquifer underneath the ground, but we dug a good many wells. And I know when I was a young boy, we would dig wells, and then we would put those. Um, uh, gosh, what was those things called? They were they weren't that big. You put a, a bucket in them and dropped them, but you, then you'd fill dirt back around. But you had to go down till you hit water. We had a, a one of the heifers. The bank caved in on him, and it covered his head and everything up. But two of the men on top jumped in immediately and dug it out with their hands, you know. And I've heard of people actually smothering digging wells like that, you know, in the old, in the 50s and the 40s and the 30s. I'm thinking 50s were the one I'm talking about. That's old enough. But uh, I'm sure it's still anyway, still a dangerous business to dig wells in 2018. Sure is, sure is, and sure was. So, yeah, uh, the punchline then. Uh, unfortunately, was that um, uh, I got home at night. And, After being and, a hero, uh, you got home to your, yeah, your and, beautiful uh, wife. And, yeah, and I told her. After, after she checked me for ticks at the back door, I didn't have any ticks, and she missed what, if I had anything, she missed it. So I, um, we came in, and we watched um, the news. And they had that, you know, what had happened about that woman. And and the reporter said that, you know, tried to talk to somebody, but nobody was around. Some some man went down there and pulled her out, and that's all they said. So I said, boy, I guess I dodged that one. And the teller of tales from Takabola, Jerry Short, with a replay of some of the interview we had with him on the Monday, y'all. And, again, if you want to hear any of the y'all shows including the entire interview with Jerry, go to iTunes and add y'all to your podcast selection. The show automatically will download to your phone, your iPad, your computer, if you whatever you've got. It will do the hard work for you. And, and not only can you get the brand new shows, you can go back easily and get old shows and with the click of a button, hear our y'all shows in their entirety. Good stuff. And Jerry's interview from Monday which was July 9th, was was off the charts. So that was only a little portion of that interview. Another interview off the charts on the Monday, y'all, was with Dave Flussner of the Chattanooga Times Free Press newspaper. He is the business writer for this award-winning newspaper, and he stopped by to tell us about Chattanooga and North Georgia business, and 
some of the great businesses that are headquartered in Chattanooga or at least have a long history of being in the Lookout City. And we had a fun time talking with Dave Flussner. Tell me about Moon Pies and Crystal. <laughs> well, Moon Pies actually were, you know, this was uh, Chattanooga Bakery that continues to be here. They continue to make this sort of marshmallow treat that, uh, as the story goes, and back in a hundred years ago, you know, they're now a little over a hundred years ago. The some of the factory workers were interested at that time when they're working very hard. One of this sort of high caloric, something that would really get them through the day at a very cheap price. So they uh, something we probably don't need so much of in today's work job workplace. But uh, at the time, they working hard in the farm and everything. They were looking for something to give them a lot, a lot of energy and a lot of uh, calories that they could consume at a fairly low price. So they they created a moon pie in, in, in 1916, I think it was, and and. Uh, and from that, uh, Chattanooga Bakery has grown. It's one of the great icons in, of uh, of the South. We also we also are the home of Little Debbie. Actually, Chattanooga uh, Chattanooga's home of McKee Foods, which is now a billion dollar um, snack cake maker. So Little Debbie snacks are also made here. So we have a number of sort of high sugar treats that. Uh, That's that it, Dave. I'm, I'm moving to Chattanooga. And, you, you, you've convinced me. <laughs> and of course, Crystal, another one that. Uh, may not always meet all the health conscious diets, but a great, great food that was started here in 1932. Actually, as the story goes, I think White Castle up in the north may have been sort of the original fast food chain, but but um, Crystal, sort of the southern version of small square hamburgers here, started in 1932 in the midst of depression and, and stayed sort of in the south and has grown to almost 400 restaurants. They moved to Atlanta uh, four or five years ago and when they were bought out by Archon Capital, an investment company there. But through most of their history, they were based here in Chattanooga, and they still have a real strong presence. You can't go across the South, of course, without knowing about uh, Crystal. And, and they're finding, although uh, they had some struggle a little bit, they're finding actually a lot of success now with some of their late-night 24-hour business that they do. So uh, Crystal, Crystal Remains is a sort of another icon that we that uh, has come out of Chattanooga. So, Yeah, I was having a conversation with my brother a few months ago, and he had never been to a Crystal and he lives in the South, and I'm like, how can that be possible? Of course, <laughs> if you know anything about Crystal's footprint, they are in most of the South, but they are not in some some areas of the South, like uh, in parts of North and South Carolina. I don't think they're in Virginia very much. They're hardly in Mississippi, so they, they are yeah. they're not everywhere. That, that's true, and they actually went into Texas a few years ago, and actually didn't work out, so they pulled out of Texas, and they've, they've had some plans to try to, to expand within their footprint, so they... Uh, they're not all. They're not at all throughout the entire South. Maybe in Mississippi, they're not as big as they are in this part of the country. But uh, um, but they they have uh, you know if you haven't tried a crystal, it's certainly an experience that uh, well worth uh, well worth having. <laughs> all right. Well, you Dave, don't really lived in the South. You had a crystal. Uh, amen. Amen. I can't. And, and a moon and pie. Famously, when Ronald Reagan when Ronald Reagan came here in 1980, 19, late 1980s, he came in and they made sure that when he returned on the, on his trip back on Air Force One, he had a bag full of crystals that he ate. So. From the Chattanooga Times Free Press, Dave Flussner, our guest on Monday. And again, go into iTunes and you can hear the entire interview that we did with Dave on Monday, July 9th. Well, that concludes Hour 1 of our Friday, y'all. Get ready, get set, because Hour 2 is just around the corner and we're going to get it going. Go get you something out of the refrigerator or stop by the convenience store because it's Friday and we'll have our Friday free for y'all up next, we're going to get you in the mood for the weekend with David Lee Murphy. Our three-pack for the weekend is heading your way next.
credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Ah, the sounds of summer. And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed. And now, a thought from Geico Motorcycle. It took 15 minutes for you to choose the font for the tattoo of your girlfriend's name, Tara. Uh, the swirly one. Begin tattooing and get a breakup text from Tara as you finish the last day. Can you make it Terra-dactyl or something? To add insult to injury, you could have used those 15 tattoo minutes to switch your motorcycle insurance to Geico. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on motorcycle insurance. Friday the 13th, getting it going in hour two with David Lee Murphy and Party Crank. She couldn't keep from crying when she told me goodbye. But I knew the Lord, it was breaking her heart and she was breaking mine. So for the sake of her feelings and the sake of my pride, I told her not to worry about me. I'm sitting here soaking up the neon lights Misery looking for some company And tonight I'm looking for a party cry Slamming it back and laughing out loud Where the smoke's so thick the blues can't hang around With the jukebox jumping like I just don't care If they're dancing over here or fighting over Take my keys and lock them up tight And let the good times flow And I worry about tomorrow when it comes to light The night's still young And I'm on the road tonight I'm looking for a party cry Slamming them back And laughing out loud where the smoke's so thick When blues can't hang around 
Friday the 13th, we are going to get through this. They say things get really creepy and crazy on Friday the 13th, but on y'all, we're going we're gonna to make the most of it. We're going to have a good old time. We're going to have a party crowd. <laughs> yeah, it's Friday PM. Hello. We worked hard this week. It's, it's time to have a good time, and we are going to keep the good times coming now with David Lee once again. And our three-pack, our mantage on a Friday with Dust on the Bottom. Trio Williams, they lived down a dirt road. They made homemade wine like nobody I know. I dropped by one Friday night and said, can you help me, Creole? I got a little girl waiting on me and I, I want to trade her right. He said, I got what you need, son, as we sit down in the cellar. He reached through the cobweb as he turned on the light He said, there might be a little dust on the bottom But don't let it fool you about what's inside There might be a little dust on the bottom But it's one of those things that gets sweeter with time You were sitting in the porch swing as I pulled up the driveway my old heart was racing as you climbed inside You stayed over there close as we drove down to the lake road Watched the sun fade in that big red sky I reached under the front seat and said Now here's something special It's just been waiting for a night like tonight Look, there might be a little dust on the bottom But don't let about what's inside There might be A little dust on the bottom But it's one of those things That gets sweeter with After all these years, there's 
Another great David Lee Murphy tune for you on a Friday p.m. Dust on the Bottle and our mantage of great country music. We get you right and ready for Friday night and Saturday we got you ready for the lake if you're going and you've got a boat you might want to get some gas in that boat. <laughs> Don't run out of gas like Nick Saban did on Lake Tuscaloosa a couple weeks ago. Yes, we need you to be prepared. And, of course, if you're going to be on the boat, whether you have gas or not, use caution. Don't drink and drive. I guess you could drive a boat. There's lots of law enforcement on lakes across the southeast looking for drunk boaters. Don't be a fool and don't get hurt. It's so easy to get really hurt or killed on a waterway. Please, please use caution here. As I know the sun's up and it's hot and you think, you can just do anything, but you can't. And we want you to, to be very cautious of your fellow boaters if you're if you're out there on a lake or intercoastal waterway or Gulf of Mexico or Atlantic Ocean, whatever you might be doing here in July 2018. And speaking of having fun and going to the beach and all that, I gotta tell you about this interview we've got set up for Monday. On Monday on Y'all, we have what we call the Y'all Street Business Report. Okay? And that's where we like to talk about businesses and how businesses are doing and just all the fun that goes along with businesses in the South. Well, if you've ever been to Destin or Fort Walton Beach, Florida, if you've ever even gotten in that area and to go to the beach or go on business, you can't help but notice billboards all over lower Alabama and the panhandle of Florida for caches, C-A-S-H apostrophe S. Caches is a group of convenience stores. I think they sell spirits, and they're involved in a lot of stuff. But their billboards really stand out. And on the Y'all Street Business Report, unless he cashes out and doesn't appear, we're going to have Cash himself as our guest on the Monday Y'all Show. And we're going to talk about some of the fun slash goofy billboards that are all over not just western florida where the panhandle and and destin and fort walton beach and crestview and all that area but alabama has their share of cash's billboards too <laughs> and they're really a lot of fun if you're like me every time you go to destin if you're coming from the north when you start seeing cash's billboards it's kind of a reminder hey I'm almost to the beach, and I can't wait. I still haven't been to a Cassius, though. I've seen them. I just have not had the need to go into a Cassius quite yet. But there's a bunch of them, and we'll talk to Cash himself on Mondays, y'all, assuming he answers the phone and, and he's with us like he said he would be. So I'm excited about that. But, again, going to the beach, going to Destin, or whatever beach you have in the south in mind, it's about having fun. It's about enjoying 
the South and the memories and the wonderful part of the world we're in. And keeping up with that tradition, we're going to go to a great song that Clint Black had out in the mid-90s. And the title of the song is fitting, but hey, Clint, it's already here, baby. Summer's Coming is the name of this one. And the summer is already here, and we are excited. This is y'all, and this is Clint Black. Nothing on earth that'll get me humming like a heat wave coming. I'll come running with you, making that pen in the broad daylight. And every night is a Saturday night. And everything's right with the summer coming. I'm the first one standing in line. For my day in the sun, I've been working till the sun don't shine. I'm taking off my hat, leave it to the boys. Get that old work monkey down off my back. All I want's a little peace and noise. Hit the cruise control, get me back on track. Let my old board treat me like a Cadillac. Nothing on earth that'll get me humming like a heat wave coming. hit for Clint Black on y'all that is summer's coming and if you saw the music video for that which was on a lot back in the mid 90s when that music video hit CMT it was full of all types of celebrities from from Hollywood because remember Clint and his wife Lisa Hartman Black very connected to the Hollywood scene especially in those days and country music people were part of the music video too but one person in particular that i i remember getting to see a few times in that time period when i worked at cmt in nashville was dick clark he's in that music video for summer's coming by clint black the late great dick clark and i used to see him because he had a television show on the nashville network that his company dick clark productions produced and i knew someone that was a, a producer on that show quite well 
And I was hanging out at that office one day when Clint, when, when not Clint, when Dick Clark walked in the door of this small office and this friend had like so many of us get, if we go to Louisiana, we went on a uh, alligator hunting safari or whatever they're called, alligator tour near New Orleans once. And we got a alligator head, a real little baby alligator head. You've seen them on people's desks and stuff. Well, this person put business cards in the alligator head's mouth, a little small, I would say cute little alligator head. And in the 1990s, Dick Clark was ancient, but he was still very active, God bless him. And it was very weird to see Dick Clark come into that office and absolutely lose his mind that a real alligator head was sitting on this person's desk, being used as a business card holder, by the way. He had never seen such a thing. He'd never seen a little alligator head like they sell all over Louisiana and wanted it removed. And what's funny, of course, many people all over the world, in the 90s at least, would have thought of Dick Clark not as an alligator, but as a dinosaur. <laughs> and so it was just kind of weird that Dick Clark would react in that way. But I guess he'd been in Tinseltown too long. If he were down here in the South, you know, I think he's a Philly boy. Originally, that's where American Bandstand got going in the 50s, but he did not like the use of a real animal as a prop on someone's desk. But if you go to Louisiana, they'll be happy to give you plenty of alligator heads because they'll tell you they got too many gators down in the bayou. Well, the montage is now complete for this week, and we want to thank you again for tuning us in and hearing that great trio of country music tunes for you to get you ready, set, and able for the weekend. Thanks to David Lee Murphy and Clint Black. On the Y'all Show, on the other side of this little pause, we're going to have our hashtag hullabaloo, where we have a glance at all kinds of good goodness going on on social media across Dixie. That is heading your way next, as well as later this hour, we'll look at some brand new movies hitting the cinemas this week, and a look at some Major League Baseball and golfing news and notes. That's ahead on y'all with the general, John Rawl. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to Geico. I'm as happy as a clam. Disclaimer, Geico cannot guarantee you will be, quote, as happy as a clam, unquote. The Geico legal team cannot accurately verify clams even experience the complex human emotional state known as happiness. As an invertebrate mollusk living half submerged on the ocean floor with no arms, legs, or wireless access, what's there to be happy about? A clam's all like, oh, I'm so happy I didn't get turned into New England clam chowder today. Pronounced regionally as chowder, chowder. Oh, that's so fun to say. What were we talking about again? Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. We are back. Thank you for being with us here on Y'all, the show all about Ewans. <laughs> That's for our Pittsburgh friend. It's all about y'all. And we're talking y'all. We talk y'all Monday through Friday. If you've been a loyal listener of the program, thank you. Thank you very much. Go to y'all.com and learn more about us. We've got old issues of our printed magazine, Y'all Magazine, available for you to read free of charge and other goodies, including the awesome y'all hats that we have available for you. And learn more about yours truly on there too. So y'all.com is our official website here on the y'all program. And our Twitter 
is at y'all show. And on the Twitter sphere we go and what we call hashtag hullabaloo. And as we did earlier this week, we introduced our new intro for this feature. Take it away. Hash. Tag. Hullabaloo. Hashtag hullabaloo. Yeah, but never do. All right. Hashtag hullabaloo. Well, I know why we do this because you just never know what you're going to find when you go on social media and get people's thoughts on this region. We have such a cool region. I can't imagine what it must be like to live in a place like Oregon or Maine or Montana. I know those places have good aspects at times, but my goodness, do they have the food? Do they have the beaches? Do they have the history? Do they have the music that we have in the South? I don't think so. The South is the pace setter for the entire country and maybe even the whole world. We'll go ahead and claim it until you prove me otherwise. This is where it's at, y'all. And I'm John Rawl. We're glad that you're back with us here on the Y'all Show as we do begin our hashtag hullabaloo, looking at what people are saying about y'all. <laughs> Stacy Lynn Harris on Twitter, at Stacy Lynn Harris. Every respectable Southern home has a fig and pear tree, along with an azalea or two and a gardenia. If you happen to have some pears on hand, I highly recommend making a rustic pear tart this weekend. Well, since I don't really have a large yard at this point, Stacy Lynn Harris, you're going to have to, I guess, give it to me because I'm not a good example. But if you do have some acreage and you have trees, then yes, you need to have an azalea or two, according to Stacy, and you need to have a gardenia. But you, more importantly, maybe you need a pear and a fig tree. And with that, you can go get a rustic pear tart. I don't like tart things, but I do like pears, and that sounds like a lot of fun. I guess I need to get on this thing called the computer and look up some pear tart recipes. Should be a, a, a few out there, and maybe you've got a recipe you want to share with us here on the Y'all Show. Our email address, by the way, our website is y'all.com. Our email address is y'allshow at y'all.com, Y-A-L-L-S-H-O-W at Y-A-L-L-S-H-O-W ll.com very easy 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 cheesy peachy perry for you to get us on y'all we try to make it so easy for you <laughs> it's it's just a layup okay anybody can can do it maticus finch i love that name the twitter handle is at marriage blog guy you know this is going to be good and this, this at marriage blog guy, not only does he have a good statement here on social media today, he's standing at the mirror with one of those classic pictures of himself, the old selfie in front of the mirror. Y'all like that? I don't think I've ever done that. And if I ever did that, I don't think I'd ever put it out there for public consumption. It's kind of creepy, but people do it all the time. And people put pictures of them driving down the road, just 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 going down the road behind the steering wheel. Hey, picture after picture after picture. You know who you are, and you know somebody that doesn't. 
and you're scared to tell them, hey, maybe instead of doing like 200 pictures of you behind the steering wheel, one or two maybe, eh, that might be enough. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I should shut my mouth because maybe somewhere out there someone does, does have a picture of me behind the steering wheel. I don't think so. I, I like myself. I don't like myself that much to be taking pictures while driving or in front of the mirror. Mainly because if you're a good southerner, you probably have to be sucking your stomach in a little bit to take a really good picture. And if I'm taking a picture and sucking stomach in at the same time, it kind of is obvious, you know? I need to go take that baby to Photoshop and do some editing because I need to shed my two or three pounds in Photoshop. Then we've got an award-winning picture there, I'm sure. Maticus Finch on Twitter says, all state of Tennessee apparel tonight, TriStar logo shirt and GSMNP hat, courtesy of America Clothing, right on. And you ask, what in the world is a GSMNP hat? Well, that would be Great Smoky Mountains National Park. And he does have this bear, the, the I guess it's a black bear silhouette on his head, representing. He's representing, y'all. <laughs> great Smoky Mountains National Park. What a great thing we have in, in the South with that awesome attraction that I think is in both Tennessee and North Carolina. And I'm sure some of you will say, well, it's in Virginia too. And it probably is. I don't know. It's not in South Carolina. I know that. And I don't think it's in, Ten in Georgia. Although the Appalachian Mountains and the Appalachian Trail do end in the North Georgia Mountains. I don't think Great Smoky Mountains National Park extends that far south. But great job there representing Tennessee. Hopefully, Maticus Finch, you are a volunteer state native or else you're just envious of the Tennessee way of life. And having lived in Tennessee many years and claiming as one of my favorite states, not my home state, but my one of my states that if I like to kid people. And you should do this too. If you, if you have lived in more than one state in the South and you have an appreciation for some of the states that you want to claim, I always like to tell people that I have lived in Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia, and Mississippi, but my home state is South Carolina. So if there was ever a civil war of all the states going up against each other, I would have my Robert Lee, Robert E. Lee moment where I would have to make my decision who I'm gonna who am I gonna go fight for, okay? Which state is my home? And there are some of these states that I just mentioned I don't care that much about, even though I did live there. I'm not gonna tell you which ones they are. But there are some that I really truly love and some that I have more of an attachment to because it's not just me, it's my, my own son is in one of those states that I'm not currently in, but he's in that state and he was born in that state and it will always be special to me. But when it comes down to it and the leader of that state says, Private Rawl, we want you to lead the army of our state against South Carolina. And we want you to beat those sand lappers in the ground. <laughs> I'm gonna have to turn the offer down and keep my private commission in the South Carolina Army and go after every one of those other southern states because it's my home. 
and and I haven't lived in South Carolina full time since I was a kid, but it'll always be my home. And I'm only telling you this because I feel like you probably had the same sentiment about where you're from. You can always go and move to other states and be proud you're from those states, but you know where home is. And if you're Robert E. Lee, you weren't going to draw your sword against your home state. And I don't think you would either, probably. Maybe you hate your home state. I don't know. I still find it hard to believe that some people absolutely detest the flagship college of their state if they're truly from that state because you, there's something in you that makes you want to like the state school even if you really didn't go there perhaps you have some attachment now the attachment may disappear over time or dissipate at least and that's what happened to me with the Gamecocks I'm okay with them I'm not going to go out and buy a bunch of apparel but I like them better than Clemson so anyway, I know college sports and just the love of a state, is they're two different things, but they're similar. But the funny th reason I bring the college sport aspect of this out, Maticus Finch, which by the way is a great name, at Marriage Blog Guy, go check him out. I couldn't believe that in the photo he's got where he's taking the selfie of himself, he is not representing the big orange. Hey, if you're going to be proud of Tennessee, man, you got to have some big orange. Come on. This guy might be, a, he might be a closet Alabama fan for all we know. Maybe a Vanderbilt fan. Oh, man. Could be, though. If he's been by Great Smoky Mountains National Park, he might be an ETSU Bucks fan. How about the ETSU Bucks? They're playing the Tennessee Vols this year in football. Did you know that? ETSU, which shelved their football program for many years. They were kicked out of the Southern Conference because they weren't playing college football. Well, they brought their program back. Randy Sanders is their head coach. He used to be at Tennessee and was at Florida State. He's now their head coach, and they're going to be playing the Tennessee Vols in the Vols' second game of the year on Rocky Top. So Kenny Chesney U, also known as East, East Tennessee State University, is going to be playing the team that he really loves, the Vols. I wonder who Kenny Chesney will be pulling for that day. He better be pulling for the Bucks, because that's where he went to school. And kind of like drawing your sword against your home state, you can't draw your sword against your alma mater. I'm sorry. That's how I feel. I hope you feel the same way. All right, moving on on a Friday. <laughs> sorry, I get carried away. I get emotional on this hashtag hullabaloo. It's, it's a big deal. I, I'll tell you what. This email, this, this tweet actually is from F.A. Retzi on Twitter. It's real simple. Raised on Loretta and Dolly. And that's all that she says. Raised on Loretta and Dolly. Well, I'm going to talk a little bit about both of these great ladies, one from Kentucky, one from Tennessee, from the Great Smoky Mountains, by the way. I think she's from Sevierville or Pigeon Forge. They're right beside each other. She might be from Sevierville. I think. I think I'm right on that. Forgive me. I think it's the same county. So, Dolly, please, give me a break. Regardless, she's done a wonderful thing in her home area with her theme park and also the other stuff she's done. She's renaming the Dixie Stampede. I think that's silly. But other than that, she's, she's done a lot of good. The funny thing about both of these great country music singers is in my childhood, my family didn't really go see movies a lot as a family at least, and, and I'm sure you can relate. But 
one movie we all went to see was Coal Miner's Daughter. We saw that movie. And I think we saw 9 to 5 when, when Dolly's movie came out. Roughly the same time period, late 70s, early 80s. But two great movies. And if you haven't seen them, 9 to 5 with VMI alum Dabney Coleman in 9 to 5. Love, love him. Great Southern guy. And Coal Miner's Daughter. Now, the, the other movie that I'm just going to share a, a quickie about that my family went to see, we went with our church group to see this one. Not your typical movie a family goes to see. Not a country music movie, for sure. We went with our church group to see Gandhi. Remember when that movie was out? With Ben Kingsley, I think is his name. The lead actor in that one. That movie came out. It was really long. It's a very long movie, and it's very boring. It's about India and post-World War II India. And unless you're really up into Indian history, it's kind of hard to follow, okay? But we went to see this movie as a church group because, of course, Mahatma Gandhi was a leader of certainly an inspiration of someone like Martin Luther King as Gandhi was assassinated as well during his fight for India's independence. The funny thing about the movie Gandhi that we went to see, which was in a large theater near my hometown, it was packed with probably a lot of church groups just like mine was a part of. But the the funny thing about it was my dad, God bless him, he is, he's got to be the, the loudest snorer in the South, okay? He snores and he's always snored. He can sit there in a chair and you'll be talking to him in the middle of the afternoon and two seconds later he's snoring loud. And then it's like no big deal. Five minutes later he's up and going and I don't have that same approach to the lazy boy, but he sure does. And when he snores, it's really loud. Well, guess what? He went along with the church group. We're all watching it. We're probably halfway through the movie in, of Gandhi. And this, this again, was in the largest theater in my hometown, not even in my hometown. We went to the big city for this one. So this was like the double-sized theater audience. We're halfway through Gandhi, which is a rather boring movie, and it's rather quiet. And all of a sudden, you know what's coming. All of a sudden, I hear, and it just kept on going, and it kept on going, and, and my mother was so embarrassed, as she should have been. It was it was funny, and it's funny now. Thankfully, my father's still with us, and but you know that if the time comes one day, that might be have to be part of the eulogy, uh, because that, that was a classic right there. When the time my dad snored it in, in the movie Gandhi. And I know he couldn't have been the only one that fell asleep, but boy, he had to have been the loudest snorer when that movie was in the theaters. Moving on on the Y'all Show in our hashtag hullabaloo, Will Minor 09. If you like great Southern barbecue, Gilbert's underscore UK in Fernandina, Fernandina Beach is the place to go. And I think Gilbert's is a really good restaurant just north of Jacksonville, Florida, on the beach, Fernandina Beach, right on the Georgia line. Check it out. Will Miner in 09 says it's the place to go. Gilbert's. All right. We'll take a note. And speaking of good cooking in the South, 
The folks at Garden and Gun have released the Southerner's Cookbook, Recipes, Wisdom, and Stories. I haven't seen it. I've only seen the promotional deal here, but something maybe for some light reading over the course of the summer, if you're looking for something different, the Southerner's Cookbook from the editors of Garden and Gun. And I'll give those guys credit. We had Y'all Magazine out before Garden and Gun. They were struggling. We were struggling. I don't know what happened that they got a lot of money or some success or luck. They, they're still going. Y'all, the printed edition at least is not going, but we want to make it get going if we can down the road here. But Garden and Gun doing their part to share the South to the world. They're out of Charleston, South Carolina, by the way, place near and dear to me. This fellow's out of Charleston, South Carolina, and he's famous. Shep Rose. I believe it's Bravo, Southern Charm. Have you seen it? Maybe not the most wonderful portrait of the South. Modern day South with Shep and Thomas Ravenel and the cast of folks they have on that program. I think Shep even got his own spinoff. His Twitter account is at Shep Rose. He's kind of a Southern playboy. Here's his tweet. And I got to clean it up because he used a bad word here. But hear me out. He's talking about the World Cup, which has been going on. You may not know that. Shep Rose says, every single soccer player is a complete, he used the word P word, okay? But he didn't use P word. He used something else. Every single soccer player is a complete P word. Every rugby player is a complete badass. <laughs> I haven't played rugby. I don't know if that's true, but I know rugby players. I knew them when I was in college. And they, eh, badass may not be the word I'm looking for. Crazy ass, absolutely. You got to be crazy to play rugby. I don't know how they do it, but... Shep, we'll take your word for it there, buddy. Good luck with you and your television show. You're out. If you're needing some binge watching on television, check it out, Southern Charm. And I think Shep has his own spinoff. I don't know what it's called, but you can look it up, at Shep Rose on Twitter. He's got some funny tweets. Got to be careful, though. Some of them may be a little bit R-rated. Allie McGee on Twitter. Her Twitter account is Animeral, A-N-I-M-E-R-I-A-I, sorry, and her tweet says, it's so uncomfortable when someone older than you wants you to call them by their first name. That is not how I was raised. Hashtag Southern. Yeah, it is a little uncomfortable when someone who's certainly much older than you makes a point to say, call me by my first name. Because if you're, if you're a Southerner, normally you're raised with manners. And manners say that if someone's much older than you, old enough to be your, your parent, grandparent, you call him Mr. Even if even if it's their first name, Mr. John, Mr. Bill, Mr. Mr. Whoever, Miss Mrs. Alley. It's just the polite thing to do until they correct you. But she has a problem if people correct her and say, "No, call me by my first name." I feel uncomfortable. I mean, I think I'm a grown man. I still feel uncomfortable calling older people by their first name. But oddly enough, I don't like to be called Mr. Raw. I really don't. And I've been in a classroom setting where I was a professor. And I didn't like to be called Mr. Raw. I think I was called John, I think. I don't know. Actually, they call me General, which is a good nickname and something you can call me too. 
Just don't call me collect. <laughs> All right. Chart Magazine has a Twitter account, and they say that they would suggest for National Pecan Pie Day, pairing with the book Secrets of the Southern Shells by author Casey Tennyson. And that brought to attention, what? National Pecan Pie Day? And I didn't get a news release on this? I had to look it up. Yes, indeed. Thursday, July 12th, yesterday, was National Pecan, or as we found out from Matt Hearmans this week, National Pecan Pie Day. Whatever way you want to say it, hopefully you celebrated. I absolutely missed the mark on this one, and I should be tarred and feathered for missing out on National P-E-C-A-N Pie Day. Good stuff in the summertime. Thank you to the folks at Chart Magazine for bringing that to our attention here on the Y'all Show. I need to get me a piece right now. I don't know what I want more in the summertime. Do you want pecan pie or do you want a key lime pie? Because key limes are hard to beat and when they're good. They gotta be good and they're hard to find. Pecan pies are a lot more available. In fact, I'm mad at Captain D's because it was Captain D's that offered pecan pies and you could even get them warmed up. And at least the last few that I've been into, Captain D's or as I affectionately call them, and I, I do like Captain D's, so don't sue me, Captain D's. But as a joke, I often call them Captain Disease. But they had, they had, and hopefully maybe some of the franchisees still have, a great pecan pie that they'll go warm up for you if you want it, want them to. Good stuff. All right, finally on our hashtag hullabaloo for today, Kimbra Swain. She's an author. And her Twitter account is at KSwainAuthor. See, I, I'm not lying to you. She's an author. <laughs> her name's Kim Kimbra Swain. And she is from Lakeview, Alabama. All right. Well, she's an author of fantasy books. And her tweet says, and it's kind of a self-promotional type deal here, Fairy Tales of a Trailer Park Queen box set, books one to three for $6.99. Get all three books plus a bonus sneak peek at book four, which is called Coming Up a Cloud from Kimbra Swain, fantasy author. Yeah, she's got a whole set of these books. If you want to get a bargain, check it out on Twitter at KSwainAuthor. And when I saw that she was from Lakeview, Alabama, I don't claim to know everything about the South, but I know a pretty good bit, okay? I've been virtually all over most of the South at some point or other. Probably most of you have. And if you're a truck driver, I know you have, and God bless you truck drivers. But I had to find out where in the world is Lakeview, Alabama? And I found out it is in Tuscaloosa County. Tuscaloosa County, which is a county I, I, I know pretty well. I was married in Tuscaloosa County once. I've been to a lot of football games. I'm going back to a football game at Bryant-Denny Stadium in November. Roll tide, but not on that day. Lakeview is about as far east Tuscaloosa County as you can get. It's almost to Birmingham. It's not far from the city limits of Birmingham. And that's where it's right off of I-20, 2059 is what they call it right through there. But it's in Tuscaloosa County, not all that far from Vance, which is the home of the Mercedes-Benz plant off of 2059. But that's where she's from, Lakeview, Alabama. Kind of sounds like the town that uh, Forrest Gump was from or, or his buddy was from down there 
on the Gulf of Mexico, or just to the Fair, not Fair Hope. What is the name of that place? Forgive me. I should know. I actually was probably a stone's throw from there in December. I went to the west side of Mobile for a meeting, and and I was down there. And I, I'll look it up. Sorry, as I told you, I've been all over the South, but oftentimes I am not able to recall every single detail of every town. I've not been to the Forrest Gump, Bubba Gump, Shrimp headquarters town. So therefore, that's why I'm having a little bit of a freeze of the brain here. It's Friday. I got I got the weekend on my mind, but I'm going to dig it up here as we get ready to go to break. We're going to go to a break, and when we come back here on the Y'all Show, we're going to wrap it up for the week with a look ahead to the weekend in sports. We've got some news on the golf front to tell you about, and we'll have our From Dixie with Love, where we close it out with truly one of the great songs that will get you fired up for the weekend. Bye, Eula Battery. That's what I was trying to think of. That is the home of the Bubba Gump fictional shrimp company, which may actually be real now. Don't know. Go get you some shrimps. Hi, Tom Bodette, coming to you from one of those open offices. They're designed to make it easier to share ideas and, apparently, the details of Cody the intern's love life. So if you're looking for some space to call your own, try Motel 6. They have the low prices you've come to expect, plus the peace and quiet you so desperately crave. I'm Tom Bodette from Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. And Cody, you can do better. Book online at motel6.com. Hey, this is Shaq. When I was playing ball, our team doctors helped me overcome pain with something called TENS therapy. And Icy Hot Smart Relief is that same kind of therapy. You just push a button and whoosh. Smart Relief sends waves of relaxing pulses that immediately start blocking pain. Back, hip, knee, or shoulder pain. Even works for hours after you turn it off. Man, this Smart Relief so smart, they should call it Shaq Relief. Ooh, I like that one. Somebody write that down for me. Turn on Smart Relief and turn off pain. Get my lawyer on the phone. You need to patent that. Use only as directed. John, we're all back here with you in the final segment of this week of y'all, and we're wrapping it up big time with a look ahead at the brand new movies coming up. We got two for you that are nationwide starting today. Skyscraper is a hot new one hitting the theaters, an action film where an FBI agent who has retired must save his family from a blazing fire in the world's tallest building. Woo! I could use a action-packed movie right now. This stars. The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Okay, put that one on your to-do list for the weekend. Also this weekend, besides Skyscraper, Hotel Transylvania 3. This is going to be a Sony Pictures animation flick with Adam Sandler's voice, Selena Gomez's voice, and more. David Spade's voice. Well, you got Adam Sandler and David Spade in the same movie. I got to see this one. All right. Hotel Transylvania 3 Summer Vacation out today. That's a look at your new movies for the weekend. College sports real quick before we say adieu for the weekend. War Eagle, Auburn Tigers, and the North Carolina Tar Heels are going to face off in the 2020 Chick-fil-A kickoff game. That was just announced this week in Atlanta. 
And there are going to be a couple of games going on that same week. West Virginia and Florida State will be playing that same Labor Day weekend extension that they have there. Chick-fil-A kickoff game does this. They've had two games in the past. There's actually going to be a third Chick-fil-A kickoff game on this Labor Day weekend of 2020. And that will be the Georgia Bulldogs taking on the Virginia Cavaliers on Labor Day itself. So a trio of games for the Chick-fil-A kickoff in 2020. Major League Baseball this weekend, if you want to tune in and see it or go to a ballpark near you. In terms of the Southern teams, the Miami Marlins are hosting the Philadelphia Phillies this weekend. Atlanta's got the D-backs in town. Kansas City Royals traveling to Chicago for a series against the Sox. The Rays are heading to the Twin Cities to take on the Minnesota Twins. The Houston Astros are hosting the Detroit Tigers. And St. Louis is hosting their rival from the same division, the Cincinnati Reds, there on the banks of the Mississippi. That's a look at what's going on with our Major League action this weekend. And finally, the professional golfers are playing in the John Deere Classic. Defending champion of that Classic, Bryson DeChambeau, former SMU golfer, had to withdraw from the tournament with an injury. So he won't be repeating as champion this year. I think it's the only tournament he's won on the PGA Tour. He's come close, but he won that one last year and got to play in the Masters as a result of it. The LPGA Tour is playing in Sylvania, Ohio, which is just to the north of Toledo. And that tournament is going on this weekend for LPGA golfers. So that is a look at your Southern weekend and sports to come. And we'll be here Monday to tell you how it all went and get you ready for the SEC Media Days going on in Atlanta this week for the first time. And maybe forever, but it's certainly in a long time if they haven't been there while they've been doing Media Days for the SEC in Hoover, Alabama for many, many years. ACC getting together in Charlotte starting Wednesday, and that'll be a two-day event in the Queen City. Well, thank you again for listening to the Y'all Show. We're going to close it out here with From Dixie with Love. Everybody stand at attention and hold up a salute if you need to for the South. We'll be back here on Monday to get it all going for a whole new week. We're going to have a lot of fun on Y'all. I told you we'll have cash from Cash's in Destin, Florida as our guest on Monday and much, much more. All that ahead on y'all. Thank you for listening. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. of summer. And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed.
And now, a thought from Geico Motorcycle. It took 15 minutes for you to choose the font for the tattoo of your girlfriend's name, Tara. Uh, the swirly one. Begin tattooing and get a breakup text from Tara as you finish the last A. Can you make it Terra-dactyl or something? To add insult to injury, you could have used those 15 tattoo minutes to switch your motorcycle insurance to Geico. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on motorcycle insurance.